Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love is My Rehab, where we are all tired of abuse being our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start this lovely show tonight. So y'all tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? It's been a minute, but we back. What up, though, Ice Bear? Mm, you funny. <laughs> Were, were, were you uh, able to release everything before the show? Yep, sure did. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 was, it was beautiful. Yes. Not Ice like Bear is proud of you. Ice Bear is proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Man. Hell no. So what was the vibe of the week? Well, well man, shit. listen. <laughs> Philly, Philly, Philly. How I miss <laughs> you so much. Aww. So, I know um, Complex had alluded to it um, in the last uh, episode that we did, but um, but yeah, this past uh, this past uh, weekend, I finally took a trip. You know, what I'm saying outside yeah. of Michigan for the first time. I don't necessarily consider Canada and um, Ohio a way of getting out of Michigan. <laughs> I feel like that's just across the street. You can fight me about yeah. it if you want. But, um, but no, nah, man, like the experience was, was everything that I, you know, thought it would be, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. being in a whole different atmosphere, getting on that big bird for the first time, man. When I say getting on that airplane was, um, was something to remember. <laughs> it was something definitely to remember. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'd mm-hmm. never been up so damn high. And then ironically, my first time on a flight, I get a window seat. So Yeah. <laughs> I get to see all types of clouds. Like, it's crazy because, like, the clouds look like, it look like glaciers and shit. Like, in certain clouds that you come across, it just look like a land of glaciers, like, when you're sitting up that high. And I was just like, mm. and after a while, like, I was just amazed as to how, you know, high I was in the air and, you know, the fact that we just, we moving so fast, but yet the scenery is just moving by so slow. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it was it was just all of that. Like, it was just so crazy. But, yeah, getting <laughs> off that, getting off that plane and, uh, getting welcomed into Philly, man. Like, it, the, the atmosphere and the environment, the living arrangements, all of that was just, like, completely different from Michigan. And it was just, like, <laughs> it was such a big eye-opener to just, you know, just realizing that, you know, there is there is life outside of Michigan. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. having that trip, it was enjoyable. But at the same time, it was, a, it was a life message to, you know, really get out here and enjoy life more outside of Michigan yeah. because it, it, it was well worth it for me. That part. For sure. Well, okay. So going over to Keeping It Complex, you know, this is more on the serious side, y'all. I know Keeping It Complex is always funny, but depending on how you take it. So the other night, I went over to my homegirl's house because, you know, we was hosting um, our Express Yourself Poetry event. And I pulled up, and these kids was outside ready to jump one of their neighbors. Like, like you know, it was one of their friends, I guess. And the little girl just had so much anger. She had to be, like, eight or nine years old. The little boy was like, y'all not about to jump me today. And he ran in the house, but he left his cat outside. Poor cat. She was like, <laughs> grab the cat and throw it against the door. And I'm just like, oh my damn. damn, you got a lot of anger. You have a lot of anger. What the hell? So, yeah, I don't know. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, them cats got nine lives. Shit, he may have lost one, but <laughs> he got eight more to go. <laughs> but damn, what the cat do? Shit, right. man. Uh, also, also, 
I got to give a shout out to DC. So on Tubi, I be finding um, classic black movies all the time, and they finally added the uh, Temptation movie. So <laughs> I just want to say to DC, I still can't watch the end because when we was younger, y'all, you know, DC has grown out of their <laughs> immature ways. When we was like 19, he was like, you ever notice at the end how old they say, oh, blue. So it was like, I can't watch that part without laughing now. But yeah, it's a classic movie. Oh, blue. You know, they they really highlighted Detroit, and I'm proud to be from Detroit because of that. You know, Motor City, Motown, sure. we're more than just Murder City, you know. So, for sure. with that being said, <laughs> we're going to segue right into the um, Shut Me the Fuck Up topic tonight. <laughs> we're doing a little bit different, as DC said. We're going to have some scenarios for you. So, I'm going to read the first scenario, and then I'm going to ask, one by one question, like I'll, you know, DC will answer and I'll answer and I'll go to the next question and boom, next scenario. So the topic tonight is ghosting. Y'all, a lot of y'all might be triggered. You know, we've all been ghosted. Some of us have ghosted before. I definitely have. So we're just going to bring scenarios in to, you know, basically help us to be more alert about our thought process through the process. So first one, Kim, lovely Kim, met a guy named Brandon at a poetry event. She was moved by his words and attracted to his persona and creative ways. They start hanging out. Everything seemed perfect at first, but Kim noticed when it comes to Brandon opening up about personal things with her, he refuses to. When she brings it up to him, he doesn't know what to tell her. Kim feels like it's a waste of her time and decides to stop answering his phone calls and even decides to stop going to poetry open mic to see him. So what are your thoughts on Kim ghosting Brandon? Well, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like her her reasoning of ghosting him was a little too light for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, because okay. it doesn't really specify exactly like you know how long it took for her to start asking about mm-hmm. you know him opening up and you know potentially you know asking like you know serious questions that he may not be comfortable telling a woman, you know what I'm saying, if it's like, you know, the first, second, hell, maybe even third week of knowing her or whatever like that. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. like, most people are pretty heavily guarded with, you know, their personal life until, you know, until that particular, you know, time frame and that milestone in their relationship before they actually start telling their personal business like that. And then, you know, you mm-hmm. got you got other people, you know, who kind of just, you know, naturally just flow with it and, you know, just feel – um feel comfortable in the sense to be able to tell, you know, certain things to certain people, you know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. have like that comfort zone to be able to talk to that person, you know, that's how you develop like, you know, those type of friendships that you can, you know, vent to that person, you know, and just tell certain secrets that you wouldn't even tell like your cousins or like, you know, your, your bestest friends, like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I can kind of get where she probably felt like, you know, maybe she felt like she was tr- trustworthy enough to be able to, withhold certain information and, you know, be able to keep that to herself and, you know, maybe in a sense be able to, you know, if, if she stumbled across situations, uh, well, certain statements that may come out, you know, that, you know, may be a little dark and, you know, she could probably like coach him and talk him through it, like type of thing, like if he was currently going through it. But mm. I feel like for her to, you know, really feel like it's a waste of her time, and, you know, decide to stop answering phone calls and, you know, going to open mics and shit like that, I feel like it may have just been a little bit excessive. I feel like you should have maybe <laughs> gave that a little bit more time to develop 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before, you know, before, you know, anybody in that, in that uh, position feels comfortable to, you know, talk to you about, you know, things like that. Yeah. I like that you said that, that you, in this scenario, we really don't have a background story, right? Because um, this right. was something that I made up, but I definitely was that person before that used to get frustrated with the guy. Like when I would talk to guys on the phone that were trying to pursue me, they would tell me, you know, like, um, I like treating my girl like this. I like taking her here. I like taking her there, you know, her there. But it's like right. me, I was very like, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And if I wasn't seeing this type of uh, treatment that, like, you know, how you say you treat your girl, if I wasn't seeing this within the first two weeks, I was ghosting. You know what I'm saying? So I basically mm. took my personality on this, you know what I'm saying, because if, if we look at it from a broader perspective, like you said, we don't have the background of what Kim went through, but you can right. imagine that maybe, you know what I'm saying, she's always had guys let her down before. And I feel mm-hmm. like when you bring baggage from other relationships, you know, into a new one and you see the first mm-hmm. red flag, you just be like, you know what, this seems too familiar. Fuck it, I'm out. I don't even want no explanations. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be right, right. two weeks. It could be a month. Fuck it. So I, I do feel like it was it was too excessive. Like, damn, you know what I'm saying? You're not even going to open mic no more. But right. I have been that person that fell in love with somebody's persona you know, like whether it be on social media or whether how they perform in person, not realizing that sometimes you could be two different people on stage and off stage. Sometimes you could be a different Absolutely. person than what you saw on your social media. And I feel like mm-hmm. Kim maybe felt like, I can't speak for men, but I can say for women, she probably felt like, you know, a majority of other women, like, well, damn, it's easy for you to rap and express yourself on stage. You know what I'm saying? Where Where's that energy at for me? But... True. You get lost in our True. passion. You get what I'm saying? Like you said, he's probably still trying to get to know her. There's probably things that he doesn't feel comfortable talking about. And I'm coming to realize that we we expect people to just get how to treat us. And we don't think about, you know what I'm saying, what the fuck they've been through before that leads up to mm-hmm. why they do certain things that they do. You know what I'm saying? So right. that goes into my next question. Do you think it matters about a person's background on the reason why they ghost the person? Um, do you think it matters sure on a right. person's? Do you think it matters about a person's background on the reason why they ghost the person? Like, do you think it matters about what they went through in the past? Yeah, I, I feel like it does because you know. Because like you alluded to before, like, you just never know what they've been through. You know what I'm saying? Like, they may have they may have openly, you know what I'm saying, just, like, gave themselves to someone, mm-hmm. to the wrong person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, giving, giving all type of leverage to the wrong person. You know what I'm saying? Because once you, because the thing is, like, once you kind of just, like, you know, give your life story to someone, it's like, you know, you've, you've given them, you've given them um, a very rapid, um, a very rapid time frame for them to get to know you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they know all about you, you know, type of thing. So it's like now you feel more than comfortable, and now it's like you you, you quickly and, you know, easily, you know, have bigger and harder interest in a person that 
pretty much knows you now at this point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. now it's like taking, you know, further actions to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, they're all, almost on like some possessive like type of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like I gave you all of this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now that I gave you all this, now it's time for you to give you all of me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I feel like in certain cases, like that, that person that receives all of you is not obligated to give themselves to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Considering the time frame, you know what I'm saying? Because the person can move faster than the next, um, than the, um, than the opposite person, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it should be, it should be, it should be a, a, a um, it should be a balance there to where, you know, you guys are both moving at the same pace. Now, don't get me wrong. Like there'll be times where like you will get into the heat of the moment and you just can't help yourself, but to, you know, make a certain gesture, you know, that, that can, you know, allude to you wanting to move to the next level type of thing. You know what I'm saying? We can get carried away and do that too, because we are feeling that person, you know what I'm saying? But that's some shit that you do have to tread lightly with because (laughs) with that can come, like on some real shit, because with that can come, you know, you know, slight rejection, you know what I'm saying? And therefore maybe be, you know, possibly pushing that person further away because it's like, okay, this person's moving too fast. Like they're looking for immediate love. I'm looking for organic, slow pace, you know, build a foundation type of love type of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just have to, you just have to observe and like, you know, really be in tune with who you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, not necessarily ghost a person just immediately off the fact that, you know, they're not um, moving at a certain pace that you're moving in. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I said, like due to their background, they could have, you know, been in your shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they could have been in your shoes at one point in time with somebody and it went the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Or it could have been mm-hmm. consecutive times. You know what I'm saying? Like it always takes more than one time for us to be like, okay, now I'm not even about to be that same person no more. You know what I'm saying? And then, mm-hmm. you know, ironically, the person that we were once before with someone else happens to come into our lives, and now we see how we look on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you that know part. what I'm saying? So, so yeah. And, I mean, yeah. you know, of course, it all, you know, other things, you know, it stems in, you know, like childhood and everything like that, you know what I'm saying? A lot of, a lot of our shit always will stem in the childhood, you know what I'm saying? So people don't ever get tired of hearing that, well, this and this, that, and the third, could possibly, you know, stem from a person's childhood because that's where most of our mindsets and everything come from. You know what I'm saying? It's all mm-hmm. about once we get older, if we would change the narrative of that, whether, you know, depending on if it's toxic or not. Sure. So that's my take on yeah. that. So I definitely think you do need to know a person's background on the reason why they ghost a person. Like, for me, like I said, I was a ghoster. Um, I, I have anxiety. Never been mentally... You know what I'm saying? I've never seen a therapist before, but I have all the symptoms. And, you know, in my family, we don't we don't see therapists, right? So it went right. undetected. And my family just felt like, oh, Tasha's just being too much, right? But I was the type of person scared of confrontation. So if I didn't see a, if I didn't see a resolution in anything, I just felt like the best thing to do was just walk away. And I was oblivious to how it could affect another person because I was always taught, you know, how to turn my emotions on and off. So I thought, like, okay, right. if it's easy for me to do, it, the next person shouldn't feel offended. But in Kim's situation, I, like I said, I didn't put the background, but I think about it. Like, you yeah. know, did she have a father that let her down? Did she have other males in her family that let her down? Did she have other 
relationships where the guys was very secretive and she tried to open up and they guilt tripped her and said, don't, don't be trying to read me. Cause you know, I've had that happen mm-hmm. too before where I've tried to like really just, you know, talk to a guy and get to know them because my thing is, I understand what you were saying. Like, you know, you have to be patient. There's something that we're not ready to open up about, but how do you get to know a person if they're not willing right. to open up? So it's like, well, Definitely. damn, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I should just walk away. I'm going to just do you a fucking favor and walk away. But it was excessive because, you know, it's like now you don't want to go to open mic and you don't want to see Brandon anymore because it's like, right. you know, them feelings are still there. But it's like, you know, this was mm-hmm. the best thing for me to do. But you don't know if it, it fucked Brandon up, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, goddamn, you know? Or, <laughs> you know like, and, and I think that that's another reason why we avoid and we ghost because we don't want to have that mirror reflected back on us because now we got somebody pointing at us like there's some shit that you need to work on because I'm pretty sure if she would have talked to him Brandon gonna be like so you gonna get frustrated because I'm not ready to open up about this like it just would have been a whole chaotic situation that probably you know let's just say Kim got anxiety it probably would have triggered her so it's like you know what let me just walk away but you know ghosting does affect us in so many ways so that goes into my next scenario. This one has a little bit more background. So this is about a guy named Mike. <laughs> so Mike has been in a relationship with his girlfriend, Tracy, for a year. He has no complaints, but that Tracy is always pushing him to change for the better. In arguments, he's even told her she reminds him of his mom who used to critique him a lot growing up. Tracy tells him, I'm not trying to be your mom. I just see a lot of potential in you. Mike, who is frustrated by this, shuts down and starts finding comfort in other women behind Tracy's back until he realized he's not ready to be in a relationship because he's not ready mentally. Instead of telling Tracy this, he breaks up with her via text. No deep explanation, just it's not working out. Do you feel people go to protect our feelings? Like, like what's your take on that? Oh, I wish I had some smoke on that one because uh, lift. <laughs> um, okay, when it comes to... When it comes to this scenario, well, first of all, I'm going to answer the question. Okay. I I feel to a certain degree. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I don't feel like I don't feel like ghosting is is necessary in any way, shape, or form. Like you know what I'm saying? Unless mm-hmm. unless the person that you're ghosting is is an aggressor. You know what I'm saying? Like then mm-hmm. that's when I feel like you need to just like ghost a person with no explanation type of shit. Like you know what I'm saying? To a relationship that's been you know going on for a year and you know big mike you know what i'm saying he he gets he gets frustrated you know what i'm saying and then just you know refers to the girl as his mom which obviously is in a mm-hmm. negative way you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. he he feels he feels the the need of he feels the he feels a way of filling that void of you know, releasing his frustration, his anger and everything like that is to, you know, seek other women. And then, you know, in order for him to not basically cheat on the girl, you break up with her, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then cheat just to have, you know, a guilty free conscience. Mm -hmm. I feel like honestly that right there within itself is a cop out. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like where a lot of relationships fail and and where a lot of uh, relationships allude to cheating, the fact that you don't communicate first. You know what I'm saying? You always take actions to go outside of the relationship to, you know what I'm saying, find solutions. And, you know what I'm saying, like, 
the solution is always to deal with someone else. It's the cheat, to have an mm-hmm. affair type of shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But regardless if regardless if y'all do have a conversation and it either goes smooth or it goes left field, regardless of which way it goes, at least y'all talked about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, at least you were able to sit down at the red table, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and, like, you know, speak your differences or speak your concerns. And if it if it continues to be a disagreement there and you can't see eye to eye, then you can say, well, at least I talked to you about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So the fact that it's not going the way it should be going, then we need to just go our separate. You know what I'm saying? Maybe and hopefully we can be friends after this, but clearly we're just not compatible to be in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we're not we're not there. You know what I'm saying? Like on some yeah. real shit. Like, yeah. But I do understand too, in a sense though, when it comes to because I know we talk about um, how the the male species we we fail to um, be emotionally expressive. You know, simply because we do have that, you know, that upbringing where we do have that mother that, you know, mm-hmm. may just happen to be a single parent and has to be the aggressor, too, because there is no father in the household. So she has to be, you know, both sympathetic and aggressive at the same time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it kind of it builds us it builds us up to. To women, but have a low tolerance of the, dis- yeah. the uh, disciplinary acts. You know what I'm saying? That comes with yeah. them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, like you said, like, um, she wanted she wanted the best in him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But when you when you say that, it's like you're you're al- you're alternating his way of thinking, his way of taking his own actions. So mm-hmm. we don't look at that as, okay, you do want to see me do better type of thing. It's 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 taken away from our masculinity. You know what I'm saying? That's that's yeah. what we that's all we see. You know what I'm saying? We don't see it as yeah. a helping hand. We see it as you trying to tell us what to do. You know what I'm saying? So, therefore, yeah. that's where the whole, dog, you sound like my motherfucking mother. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I was going to have to deal with that, like, I would have right. stayed home, like, type of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. that's yeah. that's where that whole that's where that whole reaction and that resentment comes from. You know what I'm saying? Because it's now, because now that we are our own man and we're able to, you know what I'm saying, think and operate how we want to, the last thing we're trying to do is listen to somebody else, let alone a woman that's going to remind us of how our mother used to dictate our lives. Mm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's not, and it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, attacking, you know what I'm saying? Your girl by default, you know what I'm saying? It's just, that's just what you, that's just what your background consisted of. And you haven't been able to transition from that and, you know, let yourself know not all women are like your mother, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Regardless of how you may think, you know, certain um, actions and words may, you may find very similar, but, you know what I'm saying, like, this one's out of, you know, this one's from out of a, a, a different standpoint of love. Like, this girl cares, mm-hmm. for, cares for you from a different perspective. Like, you know what I'm saying, she's not mm-hmm. loving you because she raised you. She loves you because she's trying to grow with you. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I do get that whole fact of, you know, that whole resentment thing, but that's just how we were taught and 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 I hate that you know as men we we can't be as expressive you know what I'm saying I've I've honestly grew out of it a lot you know what I'm saying I'm, I won't say that I've fully grown out of it but I grew out of it a hell of a lot to where like you know I I can be expressive you know what I'm saying 
when need to be. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I can cry. You know what I'm saying? And not, feel mm-hmm. ashamed, and not feel ashamed about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I've been there where I've had no choice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At least in my eyes, I didn't have no choice but to hold whatever type of frustrations, whatever type of hurt, whatever type of tears I needed to drop. I held all of that in. You know what I'm saying? To the point mm-hmm. where, like, in, you know, previous relationships, I would snap off a little shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And having to think back on that stuff, it's like, you know, that shit ain't right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like in some way, shape, or form, I have to get these emotions out. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's, you know, being able to talk to my girl or, you know, finding something, you know, within my hobbies that I can really take all of that, you know, that the way I can be expressive. You know what I'm saying? So needless to say, no, fellas, we got to fucking, we got to be, we got to be expressive. <laughs> we have to be expressive. Ain't no shame in it. We human. I definitely agree with you. Um, I feel like in this situation, Mike tried to tell her, you know what I'm saying, feel like you're treating me like my mom who could teach me a lot. And he felt like this is my chance of expression to you. And he felt like Tracy wasn't hearing him. You know, like I'm not trying to be your mom. I just see, I see so much attention on you. So he took it as, like you said, like, well, damn, obviously I'm not doing enough because you keep, you keep pushing me. It's like mm-hmm. – that self-sabotaging way, like like I said, my mom used to always, I used to bring home A's and B's, and she was like, that was good, but you can do better. Okay, I'm right. going to show you how better I can do, and then I just fucking let my grades slip. So it's like that's where the self-sabotaging come in. Like, you know what, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find a woman that appreciates me. Is it right? No, I'm not condoning it. But a lot of us who come from dysfunctional families and unhealthy backgrounds, when we get into relationships, no matter how long you've been in a relationship with that person, we are in survival mode. So we're always thinking, when is the other shoe going to drop? Mike may not have been able to express himself growing up because his mom may have talked over him when he tried to express to her, you know, mama, I didn't like that you said that. I'm the damn parent. I'm your mama. Like, they are so mm-hmm. quick to, you know, just cut you off. So it's like, okay, all right, I'm I'm going to just go do self-inflicting harm because, you know, you're not mm-hmm. hearing me. So like you said, yeah. a lot of the stuff we carry from our childhood, stuff that we haven't even got a chance to process because we're conditioned to believe how our parents or the person who raised us, we're, we're conditioned to believe the dysfunction that they gave us is okay, and it never was. So it's like when yep. you get into these relationships, like I know for me, with because I don't know my dad and because my mom was in and out my life, I'm always worried about who's going to leave next, especially in relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to find reasons to just distance myself because I'd rather control that hurt. I'd rather be able to see where that hurt is coming from so it won't knock me on my ass because I don't deal with loss very well. You get what I'm saying? And, Likewise. It, it, you know, yeah, you know, and it's like, I understand that in relationships we should give each other the safe space to communicate, but it all comes back to how can I communicate if I never had the example before? Now, like you said, it's up to you to want to change the narrative. So you have to put in that extra work to change the narrative. Like I feel like if Tracy would have said, you know, okay, listen, I'm not trying to trigger you. I don't want you to feel like I'm your mom. What's the better way I can approach you with this? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, nah, when we be in arguments, we, be, we don't see the argument 
we don't see that it's me and you against the problem. We see it as it's me right. against you. Motherfucker, I'm going to get the last mm-hmm. word. And that's where we right. fail. You get what I'm saying? So that's where ghosting comes into play at because it's like I don't see another way out. My anger gets the best of me, so it's best that I walk away. But it, it fucks us up. And the reason why I came up with this topic tonight is because I came across this um, – I cannot pronounce his name, but it was on Instagram. This guy said, ghosting is the result of a generation of men and women whose conditioning doesn't allow them to understand healthy confrontation, boundaries, or a healthy expression of their feelings. Don't take their wounds personally to mean something about you. Excuse me. So I'm like, it's kind of hard. It's hard for me to not take things personal, especially when you care about somebody. So that goes into my last question. Is it easy for you to not take it personal when you have been ghosted? And what I mean by not take it personal is, like, start to beat yourself up and wonder what you did wrong. No, because, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been ghosted twice, and, you know, both times I've always been left with those questions, you know what I'm saying, that revolved mm-hmm. around me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because... And the only reason why I say that is because no blame was pointed towards me. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, if there's no blame towards, there is no blame pointed towards you, then you're just gonna automatically assume, like, well, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't bad here, I wasn't bad there. So then it was like, you know, what the hell did I do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. what came to this conclusion? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I hate the whole, like, it's not you, it's me type of thing, but it's like, if that's the case, then, like, you know, like, let's end this shit, like, on a on a mature level, like, you know what I'm saying, like, let's close this shit out, like, you know what I'm saying, don't, don't leave a person, you know what I'm saying, just, like, you know, left to just assume that they're such a bad person to where, like, you can't even get a proper, like, you know, I feel like we should just be friends, like, type of thing, like, you know what I'm saying, like, I feel like a person deserves that much at least, you know, mm-hmm. but... Um, like we were talking, like we were talking about earlier, like, you know what I'm saying? There are cases where, um, where people are just in a bad space, you know what I'm saying? And they don't want to put you in that predicament to where you will be harmed in such way. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. there, there will be times where, you know, like if the shit is like legit, like serious to where like, you know, it's, it's potentially doing that person physical harm or mental harm then, you know, they don't want to put you in that situation. You know what I'm saying? A person will, a person can and, you know, will be potentially, you know, caring enough, you know, of your well-being in order to not, you know, put you in that situation. But mm-hmm. if you don't know that, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they don't tell you that and you don't know that, then you're going to just be stuck with square one, you know, trying to figure out, you know, where did, where did I go wrong? You know what I'm saying? Right. So. So yeah, yeah, that's that's basically how my that's how my ghosting um ended up, you know what I'm saying? Like it ended up in, you know, me just wondering like, you know, what the hell happened type of thing. Cuz like the last you would know is that you're that, you know, you had him smiling on a regular basis, you know what I'm saying? You talking to him on a regular basis and you know, everything in your mind seems okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And before you know it, like, you know, you just immediately just cut off. Right. I'm hearing a little bit of static on your NDC. Here, you know, that's probably the rain. Yeah, rain is pretty good. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, it, it's cloudy over here, but I can hear you now. Um, <laughs> it's about I, 
I definitely agree with you though. Um, but like I said, like it's I feel like it's hard for it's it's hard for me to not take it personal. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like when you care about somebody, their actions affect you too. Like I've compared it to suicide before. If a person commits suicide, you know, it's like it's like the quote says, When you commit suicide, you don't you don't like your pain doesn't leave, it just transfers to the next person. So you left somebody here that really genuinely fucked with you and now they're grieving over, you know what I'm saying, you like, you know, you committing suicide. They're going to think, well, damn, how come they couldn't feel comfortable coming to me, talking to me about it? But the person that is having these suicidal thoughts, they just want a way out. You know what I'm saying? Like, they feel like no one's there. That's the same for a person that ghosts. And this is not to condone their actions. Everybody has to take accountability for what you do in life, your actions, your thoughts, you have to take accountability for that. If you don't want to change your toxic ways, then that's you. You know what I'm saying? Stop sitting up in here saying, like, I don't want to be like this, but you're not making no change towards it because it does affect somebody else. But I think that if we look at it from an open-minded perspective and not from a selfish, one-sided perspective, you know, you it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Breakups are going to hurt because we weren't expecting this reality. We wasn't expecting to be single, any type of loss, whether you lose a friend, whether you stop fucking with a family member, whether you break ghost my, you're going to feel that. But for a person that ghosts, like, like, like the quote said, they don't know what it's like to express themselves in a healthy way. So we can't always expect a person that's never done it before to be able to just know how to do it with us. Like I said, we're all in survival mode. So it's like, in my mind, what can I do, you know what I'm saying, to just get the fuck away? Because I don't see this going the way that I want it to. I see every, because, you know, as overthinkers, we overthink every possible scenario. And every scenario, I just see it going left. So I might as well just walk away. And we don't give a fuck how it affects the person until it happens to us. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's my take on it. Well, For that sure. was a good segment. How you like those scenarios? Are you you want to go back to this question? <laughs> man. <laughs> no, you are. You are. You know, I'm I'm always up for the challenge, man. Shit. I don't let nothing stop my growth. Yep. So we're going to do this every other episode where I come up with scenarios. And, you know, I'm going um, to try to put more background in the scenarios. I just didn't want to read no long-ass paragraph. I was just trying to get to the point. But thank you, DC. I'm sorry. <laughs> Put it more background into it. But okay. All right. So we're going to segue right into the simulate your mind. Drop it, DC. Oh, shit. Fuck this Michigan weather. Let's simulate that <laughs> mind. <career. laughs> okay. So the simulate your mind question this week is when we apologize, is it for what we did or how we made that person feel? Oh shit. Um, well I feel like I feel like that could be both ways. But I would say with my with my experience and you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> being on both sides of, you know, the apology. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's more so you're apologizing because of who the person is, you know what I'm saying, in regards okay. to their feelings too, you know what I'm saying? Because in order, in order for you to, in order for you to like, you know, completely squash the shit, you know what I'm saying? 
especially depending on who it is, like you're you're going to put in that extra effort of, you know, making the apology as sincere as you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, like, like with parents, for example, like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you got to apologize about some shit, like, you know what I'm saying, just for things to go normal in the household, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're going to apologize, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> just so, just so you won't, you know, catch an extra ass with it. Or, you know, be on punishment for, like, an extra day or two. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it's crazy, though, because sincerely here, a parent do the same. Mm. Which I find weird, you know what I'm saying? But maybe maybe not because, you know, as parents, you know, they're the parent and they shit what they look like apologizing to their kid about something. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, I would definitely say it, it would be, to me, it would be more so, you know, depending on who the person is and not necessarily for what they did. You know what I'm saying? Because in most cases, like, shit that you have to apologize for is kind of premeditated for you to actually do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you already know sensibly, you know what I'm saying, like, how how um, how intense the, the situation is to a certain degree to where, like, the apology has to be, you know, a given. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily a choice, but it's definitely a given. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I feel like in certain cases, like, you, you, you definitely know, like, what you're doing before, like, you kind of do it, you know, so, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I look at it. But more so, is it, yeah, more so, I feel like it's because of, you know, who the person is. Yeah, I definitely think it is, like, it, it's for, like, how we made the person feel, because I don't know, I <laughs> I like I told you before when I brought the question up. I was like, I think it's sarcastic as fuck when you tell the person, "Well, I apologize. I'm not apologizing for what I said, but I apologize and made you feel some type of way." That comes off sarcastic as fuck. <laughs> so I feel like Absolutely. you know, just be like, "Listen, um, I can't take back what I said, but I apologize for how it made you feel." You know, like let's 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 talk about it. What do you feel I said? You know, wrong because at the end of the day. You, you you can't you can't take back what you said. You know what I'm saying? It happened. You can't. I feel like you can't apologize for what you did because at the time it's what you wanted to do. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, it it comes down to like cheating and shit. Like, you know, like I always got these crazy ass metaphors. But when a person cheats, you didn't you you don't feel bad. You feel bad because you got caught. If you would have never got caught, you probably would have yes. did the shit. You know, you probably would did it again. But I feel like we apologize because damn, we see like you know what shit, I didn't know that that shit was going to fucking hurt you like that. You know what I'm saying? But, <sighs> yeah, I would say for me, I used to be the person that would apologize for what I said. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I just won't say it again. But it's like, no, I meant that shit at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the people pleaser side of me was like, okay, well, I'm going to just act like I didn't say this shit. But I definitely <laughs> agree with you. I definitely agree with you. You know what I'm saying? It's for how we made that person feel. Because, when when we come off saying things, you know, we don't feel like it's an attack, but everybody interprets things differently and they hear something totally different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I talk shit with you, DC, and somebody else may feel like, well, damn, bitch, you know, that that, that, that was kind of a little bit too harsh, but it's like, you don't get offended. <laughs> but I can't joke with you how I can joke. I, I can't joke with somebody else like how I would joke with you. So I definitely right. feel like it's because of how we care and, like, let's just have to talk about it. And yeah. Queen K over here can send a text message and talking shit, y'all, but it's cool. I'll, I'll handle it after, <laughs> after the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Let's segue right into shout outs and appreciation. Well, shit, first and foremost, shout out to Queen K for talking all that bullshit. Um, <laughs> and secondly, uh, shout out to Self Love is My Rehab on some real shit. This has been a therapeutic experience for me, even though this Michigan weather is being a biatch. And it's, um, it's fucking up my algorithm. But um, but nonetheless, shout out to, you know what I'm saying, shout out to Complex Angel, because without you, it wouldn't be no Self Love is My Rehab. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to God, because without him, none of this would be possible as well. Shout out to Dynamic Culture Apparel. That's my baby. Don't play with it. You know, he's saying it's still going strong. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we move in silence. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm learning to be more humble and not really, you know, um, flex my, my, um, my accomplishments and my improvements publicly because at the end of the day, like, I crafted this brand for it to be for me. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, anything after that as far as, like, you know, people buying it, people supporting it is a bigger plus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But speaking of, I got a small little story for y'all. We're going to keep this person anonymous. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I, had got these, um, I had got these booty shorts made for girls or whatever, right? <laughs> so she sends me a review, and she's basically telling me, she was like, so I'm wearing my dynamic culture shorts, right? And uh, my son comes up and pretty much, uh, I think she said, smacked her butt, put up the peace sign, and then said, okay, peace out. I was like, all right, it's on the right track. Like you, you, you get you gaining you gaining male attraction. Probably not the one that you wanted, but it's on the right path. <laughs> you know, what yeah. I'm but, but nonetheless, like you know, what I'm saying like it that that put a smile on my face. You know, what I'm saying just to know that you know a person is actually rocking my shit. You know, like you know, really supporting it and you know, really rocking with it. So, um, but yeah, shit, shorts, um, shirts, um, die with memories and not dreams. Those are out. You know, what I'm saying ready to ready to ship out for whatever purchases you may like. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got it on the business page, which is dynamic underscore culture underscore apparel. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I can't be I can't be no more happier than what I am right now as to how it's going. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, shit, with that being said, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all my positive kings and queens with positive vibes and positive energy. And shout out to all them goddamn negative Nancys that wish this damn random ass thunderstorm out here that's fucking up my algorithm <laughs> for negative vibes and negative energy. We still love y'all at the end of the day, you musty motherfuckers. We just waiting for you to catch up, <laughs> my stud. <laughs> Dog, man. Listen, that just reminds me of this TikTok video where Alexa went off on this guy. I'm going to send it to y'all in y'all inbox. That shit was funny. But I'm going to say shout out to Self Love is My Rehab. This podcast is helping you become a better person every day. Um, it's helping me to think outside the box and try not to think from a victim's perspective. It's not easy. I still get in my ways. I got in my ways today when I checked the mailbox, but God has a hold on me. Um, shout out to UGC <laughs> for coming on, you know, being ready to go. Thank you for doing the promotional videos. I, I just thank you and Queen K again for taking time out of y'all busy lives to help with this because we don't get paid to do this. So thank y'all for just seeing the vision that I have. Um, you know, I said it, like I said before, shout out to y'all for coming out to visit me um, in Philly. It's always good to be around positive energy. Pottstown saved the day, though. You know what I'm saying? But we, we I'm, I'm going to redeem myself in Philly. I found some restaurants yeah. that y'all going to fuck with next time y'all come. I, I found some. So, yeah, shout, yeah, out, shout out to Pottstown, Yeah, shout out to Pottstown. Yes. Them buggies out there, dog. They taking over. <laughs> but, hey, um, Pottstown. Shout out to my book, No Apologies. That's at the platform for Self Love, My Rehab, and Queen's Divides and Visions. 
please go get the series. No apologies tells the story of abuse from an addiction perspective to help you understand why a um, victim can stay. Out of Darkness shows what it's like after a victim leaves their abuser because that's a story we don't hear about at all. I swear, when I left my abuser, I thought like, oh, okay, you know what I'm saying, I can get back to me. Hell no. That's when everything (laughs) hits the fan because you're really trying to relearn who you are as a person. Like you, you know, things that you normally have uh, excitement over and passion for, they, they, they beat you and they drain you down to your lowest. So please read those books. Um, also follow me on Instagram at complex underscore angel 90. If you want more content, my website is up. You can follow me on Linktree at complex angel 90. You know, I got books on demand. I'm shipping everywhere. Also shout out to, uh, Sunshine Monique, uh, she has an event coming up tomorrow. I'm going to be a vendor there. It's called Cosmic Nobody's Convention. It's about to be dope, y'all. She's going to have a battle rap there. But instead of them roasting each other, they're going to be, like, praising and uplifting each other in the rap. I've never seen it before, so I definitely can't <laughs> wait to see that. I was telling DC earlier, it's like that movie. Um, what's the name of that movie where them, them guys was like, right next to each other. I hope your days is very uh, swell and long. And, like, I hope you have more beautiful days. Like, they were just, <laughs> like, you know, like, just wishing the best for yeah. each other. So it's supposed to be like that. I forget the name yeah, of yeah. it. But <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to see this. I'm definitely going to tape it. Please come out. Um, it's in North Philly. Like I said, I'll be um, vending there. I'm going to give y'all the, the address. So it's at 1714 North Master Street in Philadelphia, PA, at the Sculpture Courtyard. It's from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. tomorrow. Cosmic Nobody's Convention. Come out, support. I'm telling you, it's going to be great energy. And that's all I got. All right, now, DC, to lead us into the what you know about that. No, I'll shit. All right, shit, we about to hop into it, shit. What you know about that? What you know about that? I know more about that. Load of A.O. So, listen. So, y'all remember once upon a time we had did a, pretty much a hygiene, what you know about that topic, where, you know, we was uh, debating on whether or not motherfuckers wash their legs and feet. Well, this time I had stumbled across, you know, uh, um, a um, a post from the shade room. Shout out to y'all. And uh, it had asked, is brushing your teeth in the shower nasty? So I was a little curious because I ain't even going to hold you up. I do. I brush my teeth in the shower sometimes, you know what I'm saying, just to kill two birds with one stone if I'm brushing or anything like that. So I was just curious as to how many people actually do it. So I actually have um, a, a, a poll or whatnot that basically, you know, tells you, um, in regards to the masses as to how many people actually does it. But before I actually give you that, um, I want to know, Complex, do you brush your teeth in the shower? I don't brush my teeth in the shower, but I definitely shave in the shower. And I'm going to be honest, I am not too enough to say it. I've actually urinated in the shower because I just could not get to the, to the toilet in, the, in enough time. People say, oh, that's nasty. Everything is going down the drain, sweetie. So a person who brushes their teeth, they're trying to kill two birds and one motherfucking stone. So I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it. I just think a lot of people are just so uptight and just it's it's out the norm of what they would do. So, yeah, I've never brushed my teeth, but I'm ripping a bandaid off. I've definitely urinated in the shower before. 
Oh, well, it is what it is. Not a shame. <laughs> what about no Well, as Michael Jackson say, you and I are not I mean, should I go? You up, like, what's the point of getting out of the shower, wetting the floor? Damn, they're probably going to slip and bust your ass if you ain't got no um, mat so right there. Just try your feet off the light. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Just to, just, to go, just to go two seconds over to the toilet and pee and then get right back in the shower. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. for what? I can see if you had to drop a juice or whatever. That's a different Yeah, story. I definitely get out. Yep. Whoever, whoever decides to want to just, like, you know, drop a juice in the shower, you're sick as fuck. You're a sick individual. You need help. Like, it was real shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You went in. You're sick as fuck. You need help like that. No, because, like, you know damn well there's probably somebody out there who has done that maybe once or twice or maybe frequently does it if you know if if, if nature calls like on some real shit it's some sick individuals out yeah. there if you got people riding on bikes butt ass naked i'm pretty sure somebody <laughs> that took a shit to show Yo, sorry, <laughs> like, wait, like, wait. <laughs> side disclaimer y'all side disclaimer what dc talking about they got this thing that's really called naked bike ride and i think because this lady went live yesterday niggas was riding their bikes with their dicks out, women had their titties out riding their bike, and they even had kids there. Yeah, I'm sorry, keep going. <laughs> that's, see, that's nasty. I didn't even know kids was there. That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but you can get on a pedophile up here in the public. That's, see, that's weird. Yeah. Welcome to America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But, uh, but no, nah, yeah, like, I mean, like, like I said, like, you know, like, when it comes to brushing my teeth in the shower, like, you know what I'm saying, like, at least, like, when I do do it, like, I don't let, like, the taste and everything that I have to, you know, spit out my mouth, you know, and I don't let it hit me. Like, there is no contact of me and, you know, used toothpaste that hit my toes or anything like that. Like, I make sure I'm, like, well distance away from the drain and I just, you know, just, you know, hawk it over so it won't connect with me. But, you know, like I said, like, it's killing two birds with one stone. I mean, you got to do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are times, right. though, I will say, like, um, like that's kind of the first thing I do when I get up is that I definitely do brush my teeth and stuff like that, and then like you know I'll hop in the shower or whatnot, and then you know there are mm-hmm. times where you know I probably hop in the shower first because I may have forgot to, do, to brush my teeth first, but then I do it after, or you know like I said if I'm rushing and I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone, I just say fuck it out, you know I'll do all that in the shower type of thing, you know what I'm because I feel like that's what the shower is for, like you know what I'm saying like it's for yeah. full body hygiene, you know what I'm saying like so, you know. Wash your face and you wash your ass in there. Why not brush? <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so to go into like the statistics of it, they say around um, they say um about thirteen to fifteen um billion people um would uh typically do this. Um, they they would twice as likely um to brush their teeth in the shower, and this this is uh ages between eighteen and forty four. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you do have a wide, you do have a decent variety of, you know, individuals who would do it, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like, <laughs> can you imagine if there was somebody like in their 50s or maybe 60s trying to do this shit? Because, like, you got you to gotta think about it. Like, the the surge from the soap already causes everything to be slippery. Can you, like, imagine yourself trying uh, to be careful or just maybe just feeling, you know, feeling gross about, you know, like your toothpaste hitting, like, your kneecaps or your feet and shit like that? So you try to dodge it and then, like, you slip and fall on the suds and shit from the soap and you just bust your ass with your toothpaste in your mouth. 
you get too fresh. Mm. Like, <laughs> you gonna laugh at the elderly? He's going to hell. No, I, can, hell I can I can see it vividly. I'm sorry. That's just me. Fuck that. <laughs> but uh, that's that's what you know about that topic. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah. With that being said, like you know, hey, if you if you brush your teeth while you in the shower, hey, don't be ashamed. You know what I'm saying? Because me and Complex have both ripped bandages off. She ripped it off first. So that means she did it first. But she pees in the shower. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with it. We do we do some shit behind closed doors that we may feel ashamed about. But shit, you just be surprised at how many other people do it too. Yeah. I feel like I didn't rip so many other band-aids off. Well, what the fuck? You know, it is what it is. You ain't got a date. Yeah, me. sure. I'll date my damn self. Yeah. Hell yeah. Who's the judge? <laughs> Nobody's the judge. Like I said, somebody probably done took a shit in the shower one time. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, yeah, you, you on punishment. Uh, Lead us out with the dynamic culture quote. This thing is that I am on punishment. Y'all, y'all heard that, right? So, yeah, mark our words. I am on punishment. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah, that's for the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Hopefully y'all were able to look at the scenarios and shit, you know what I'm saying? Because nine times out of ten, you know what I'm saying, we've both either experienced one side or the other or maybe even both. So, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully yeah. you were able to, you know, kinda of look at the situations and, you know, kinda, of, you know, get some understanding from our responses and our perspectives on it and, you know, hopefully it can, you know, have some clarity on some things that y'all may be questioning and everything like that and, you know implement into your life and move the fuck on. But yeah, yeah, with that being said, the dynamic culture quote for tonight is I am not anonymous. I am not ashamed. What used to be my message now my message. There's life after addiction and I pray that everyone finds it. And I I picked this quote because we we go through we go through life a lot, you know, assuming that we are alone in certain situations and certain decisions that we've made or, you know, came across, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes our addictions are our toxic ways within ourselves. And sometimes we're afraid to leave those toxic and or addiction ways because, you know, we're afraid, we're afraid of adjusting, you know, ourselves to, to be better. You know what I'm saying? Because when we, when we're in transition of making ourselves better, we're, we're exposed to a lot of people that are manipulators, users, abusers, hmm. any way, shape, or form, some way, of, some way, shape, or form to destroy you or, you know what I'm saying, or to slowly, you know, stunt your growth, you know, to being a better person. So when it comes down to it, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, like, you know, just really stay tuned with yourself and, you know, just stay on that mission of, you know, progressing in life and, you know what I'm saying, just, continue to learn yourself and continue to love yourself on this self-love journey. Because like I said, like we have a lot of obstacles that the devil will put in front of us and, you know, we'll feel that, you know, this, this new us is incapable of, you know, overcoming it. So we'll just stay stuck in our ways. We'll settle, you know what I'm saying? For what we're used to. So definitely continue to progress, you know, get out your comfort zone, you know what I'm saying? And, and knock those obstacles down and, you know, continue to try to live the better life that you want, you know, and just stay happy and stay stay blessed and, you know, stay guarded, you know, by the blood of Christ. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean to get too gospel or anything like that, but, like, it's, it's real out here. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. The hate is real out here. Evil is real out here. That shit flows in people. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to pay attention to your surroundings, pay attention to your people, 
you know what I'm saying, that you come across and, you know, try to dodge those bullets as much as possible while, you know, leveling up and loving yourself at the same damn time on some dynamic shit, you hear me? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's the quote for the night. You know what I'm saying? With that being said, peace and love, and we are out. Peace and love, y'all.